Hello, I'm Thomas. In this first episode of the EIS podcast, Adam from the USA will interview Sagar from Nepal about the village concept projects. Enjoy! You can't build peace on empty stomachs. Let's bring one and one together. I watch the world from your point of view. Hello, everyone. Good morning or good evening, depending on where you're listening from. Uh, my name is Adam, and I am a member of EOS USA. I serve as the National Exchange Coordinator and recently in EOS World with the United Nations. So I'm really excited to learn about other people that are doing interesting things in EOS. Today, actually, our guest is from Nepal. Uh, he is a three-year member and very involved in EOS. So, Segar, can you introduce yourself a little bit more? We're happy to have you here today. Okay. Hello, Adam. So uh, it's evening here. So hello, everyone, and namaste, and good evening to you all. Uh, this is me, Sagar Powdell, and National Director of ES Nepal. And I'm from the mid part of the beautiful country, Pokhara, a very beautiful city, which is full of hypnotic beauty. So talking about myself, and I'm an undergraduate student of agriculture science, currently studying in the last year of my bachelor studies. So talking about myself, so I was the part of ES, from the last three years and I was involving in the different project of ES. How did you how did you get involved in EOS? Like for me, for example, I'm not even from an agricultural background. Like I did not get raised on a farm or anything like that. I just chose to come to school and study it. Um, how did you how did you get involved? Okay, so thank you for the question. So in our university, as I have already mentioned about uh, I mean Studying in Tribune University, in our university, we have a lot of organizations who are working in the field of agriculture. So at first, my senior brother, they were involved in the IES, which is International Association of Students in Agriculture and, and Related Sciences. So the word international, it just attracts me, I think. So uh, it just uh, attracts me about what it is. So I was involved in that organization and next thing is about um, we have a lot of time here in our college in our university so apart from the study I will be just involving I will be just dedicating my time for the upliftment of my skills for example in organization we will be learning about the different type of leadership skill a team skill different soft skill and technical skills so to learn these all the things i just involved in that organization that is yes so here we are here in this podcast because of yes because it's all about the network it's all about connecting people from the different places different world uh, so uh, to gain knowledge to develop leadership capacity i involved in the yes yeah, yeah, and honestly, that's great. And I completely agree. I like how you talked about uh, the networking aspect of it. I think everyone in EOS has a different, a different mindset than where I've been, than those that I've met before. I think people in EOS are very globally competent, and they're very curious to, to learn about what people are doing in other parts of the world. I mean, for me, that's kind of a question that I always ask is like, what are people doing? For example, like we just talked about how you're on the completely other side of the world. Um, 
So what is like what kind of activities do you guys participate in with EOS with EOS Asia? Like who are you guys active with? Or is because you guys are you guys are so like geographically kind of like it's so geographically different than a place like Iowa with all the mountains there. Like how do you guys farm there and what is unique about it? Okay, so thank you once again. So about the ES activity, uh, in ES we conducted a different types of program. First program, the very first program is exchange program. As you are also the exchange, uh, you are also from the exchange department. Uh, first thing is we just uh, do a lot of student exchange in the farm, or uh, student exchange from exchange from the international country. For example, one ES student from the one country, maybe from USA, he just uh, came in Nepal to know the agricultural system of the country, Nepal. Not only from ESs to Nepal, we have a lot of ES, ESers in the world. So a country, uh, one country can act as in host country and next country can act as in recipient country. So not only uh, in a country, we just uh, do a lot of Eastern exchange in different types of farm. Here in local places from our university, we also exchange the student to the local farms to get knowledge, to conduct some of the research. So first thing was an student exchange. And next thing is we just conducted different soft skill training because uh, we just want our members to be perfect in different skills. For example, we conduct a training related to Photoshop. We conducted the speak, a training related to speaking, how to present in the mass, so how to speak how to attract other audience. So next part is we just uh, conduct a training. And third part is we just conducted a different type of global project as ES have the different global project. For example, first one is women in agriculture. Second one is no food waste. And next is a village concept project. So recently we have conducted, uh, we have launched the two VCP in our Nepal. So apart from this, we conducted the different activities of ES. For example, we conducted the development fun night, DF night. And next thing is we just train our member how to work in the group. We just uh, increase the skill of their members by giving different type of training, how to maintain the database of the, how to document the different type of thing, how to write the proposal, how to make the partnership uh, documents, how to approach to other uh, sponsors. So uh, those were the things we conduct in from the ES. And next thing is in the SCI Pacific region also, we also conduct the different types of training because we do not meet together. Uh, we were having a virtual conversation. We just uh, train our member to increase their skill, strength, and we just work together to increase the membership of our country. Uh, to approach different speakers, different sponsors. So that's how we work in ES Nepal and ES Asia Pacific. And in Nepal, we have altogether 12 local committees. We just train those members. We conducted different local director meetings. We just share our information. So that's how we work here in Nepal. That's awesome. Yeah, you had you said something that... um that interested me you talked about just about your membership and i kind of got curious because like here in the states and with a lot of the other eos committees that i talked to like i joined eos right before not right before but i joined eos before covid and so i got to travel and i got to really meet people from i actually met someone from nepal when i was in germany and that was the 
moment when I realized, you know, wow, this organization really is all encompassing. It's everyone. It's not just people from the Americas or people from Europe or like Africa or Amina, for example. So like right now it's been a little bit difficult personally for our EOS chapter, our committee to, to get more and more people out to events. I, I would say like, we're very active. I mean, like right now, obviously, despite all the pandemic uh, concerns, we're still able to meet like this virtually, which is really cool. So how is, how is Nepal, like what does daily life look like now with a year under this pan- pandemic and COVID restrictions? And, and what do you think will, will happen in the future of this year? So very nice question about the contemporary situation. So during the pandemic situation, it's hard for not uh, only all, uh, all of us. We are disturbed mentally and physically. So as an ES member, we just shift all of our activities, not all, most of our activities through virtual uh, without being physical contact with the people. We just uh, conducted different type of virtual meeting, virtual talks and this pandemic has uh, provided us a great opportunity to learn different type of technologies. We are more familiar with the different technologies because we conducted a virtual meeting, meeting not only in virtual meeting, we explore a lot of things uh, virtually. So hopefully in coming days, I think uh, as a vaccine, it was also developed. So in the future, we just conducted all of our activities in the physical mode. So I think it will be more more interactive among the people. And yes, Nepal, we also conducted the uh, different physical activity after the pandemic because uh, it's not totally normal. However, we just uh, meet in the people. We just conducted different programs, trainings uh, through the physical mode rather than virtual mode. So in future, we will be conducting different type of program. Maybe we will be conducting those uh, village concept program because uh, those were the program. We launched them in the physical manner rather than the virtual manner. However, we will uh, connected. We were connected with the stakeholder even in those pandemic. We just uh, planned those projects. However, in launch or in the uh, implementation phase, we just um, call them, we just call the people uh, who are the stakeholder of the VCB to conduct different type of program. So in coming days, we will be going in that village physically and conducting different types of program. That's cool. Yeah. Um, where do most people go from, from your committee or from your hometown in terms of for careers in agriculture? Do most people stay home and try to fix and 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 advance the things that are already existing in your home country or do most people leave? I know like, for example, I'm, I wouldn't call myself well-traveled, but I've, I like to meet people from different countries and ask them just questions about, about their lives. And for example, um, I met these people from Ireland and they were just describing how uh, my mindset because I'm from the United States is so much different than theirs and how no one in the U S which is true. I mean, when you look at the U S we don't even have a national language, but no one really, I wouldn't say no one, but there's not a really big emphasis to learn Spanish. So most people stay here, they learn English, they speak English, and they don't get a, a worldview. But over there, he was saying, with these smaller countries, people leave, and they go to different countries, and they eventually come back, but they get that global experience. Is it the same way in Nepal? Do people 
are people very loyal to Nepal or do they like to kind of get out and 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 see other parts of the world? In Nepal, uh, we also have a uh, lot of resources. We also have a lot of opportunity. However, as you have already mentioned, uh, even each and every person, if each and every educated person dream of visiting or exploring a different part of world. So we are limited here. We are restricted by some of our cultures, some of our social existing social behaviors. So they try to explore a lot of things here in our Nepal. Although we have a lot of potential uh, in people because they have they are very much educated, even um, they have a lot of knowledge regarding the topic. They don't want to uh, stay here because they want to explore the different type of knowledge, explore the different part of the world, explore the different culture. And after exploring, after getting more knowledge, they just uh, come back. Uh, maybe after five, ten years, they just come back to the country and they just contribute their knowledge, what they have learned in the foreign country. Maybe, for example, uh, in agriculture also, most of our, uh, most of our people uh, here are uh, female because the male folk or the male people, they just go abroad for study, not only for study, they just go there to get job. So after certain years, they live in the foreign country. They just came back, start some of their business. Um, not only their business, start some of their agricultural uh, land, agricultural agribusiness. So uh, that's how uh, the living standard and the life run here in Nepal. That's really cool. Thanks for telling me that. I had a question too. You kind of touched on it about, especially I guess the men going out to study abroad in different places. Do you have any plans for post-graduation? I know that might be like a scary question. When people ask me what my graduation plans are, I tell them that my plans change every day, which is not a lie. It's the truth. I think my plans actually change more than once or twice every day about what I want to do after graduation. But I have time, so <laughs> I have time to decide before I leave college. Um, but what about you? Do you have, are you very committed to one path or... Do you have a lot of different things that you think you'd like to take on and pursue? I'm still in dilemma uh, to choose whether to stay here or to go abroad for the further study. However, uh, in my heart, in my in my heart, in some part of my heart, so I would rather go to foreign country to study to explore a lot of things uh, because I know. Uh, we can have a lot of exposure there. We can have a lot of opportunity there. And after getting knowledge, I don't. Uh, I don't have any uh, intention to stay there because uh, if you go there, if you learn there and you think you have to apply those knowledge in your your country. So I, in my heart, maybe I'm not sure. However, in some part of my heart, I will be exploring the different culture, different knowledge and different people from the different country because uh, this is the world of competition and we have to... Um, compete in the global market, not only in the national market, not only in the small area. So if you have potential, if you have knowledge, if you uh, have ex if you have the capacity to explore a lot of things, I think we have to go for global market to compete because you can get a lot of opportunity there. So that's how I plan my future. So I'm not certain about it. However, I will be uh, joining the abroad study uh, in the future. Yeah, that's that's honestly great. I can tell 
just from speaking to you today that you have like a lot of different options and you're definitely a very involved person. Like I, I really liked learning. I learned so much about Nepal today. Um, we actually looking at the timer, I'm going to have to wrap it up, which is, this is hard for me because when they asked me to do the podcast, I immediately accepted, but I love talking to people. So keeping any conversation below 20 minutes is actually really hard for me. So I, um, is there anything, is there anything that you'd like to just tell the listeners today? Any message or anything that you'd like to share before we close up? I was in youth activism uh, from my childhood. From the last three years, I was involved in ES. So we have conducted a lot of projects in the ES, like village concept project. We have conducted a lot of community projects here in ES. So I know we have, there is a slogan that unity is strength. So we are doing a different type of community project to uplift the situation of the people in that community. Not only this, uh, I just advocate a lot of things about the agriculture, about climate change, about environmental, different environmental degradation. So we have a lot of projects in Nepal. We are running to conduct the different projects. I just um, welcome you all to take part in those projects because those were the common problems. This is not the problem of mine. I think we have to tackle those problems combinedly so that we can get the best result out of it. So that we can uh, give, so that the program will be more effective. So I just uh, welcome you to visit Nepal to study its different type of ethnic groups to explore the lot of part of our country uh, because Nepal uh, is although. Uh, we are very poor, we have very rich heart, we have very rich uh, people in their hospitality, we are very um, rich in our culture, we have very rich in the natural resources, as we can see. Uh, you just come here to visit a lot of places, not only visit, you just see here, uh, land of Buddha, this is the land of Buddha, this is the land of Mount Everest, Sagarmatha, as you know that this is the highest old, highest peak in the world. So uh, I just request you all to came here to visit each and every places, not only uh, to visit, to involve in the different community project of the ES, to explore a lot of things about Nepal. And with Nepalese are, although we are poor, we are very much rich from our heart. So uh, we, you can just feel the hospitality of Nepalese people. So I request to all of you to visit our country. That is an amazing ending. I, can, I don't think I can say anything that would top that. But I will add that I love hiking and I, I think that Nepal looks like a beautiful place. So if I find my way out there, I will totally send you a message and hopefully we can go hiking. And I like what you said about the hospitality because I think that measuring people's wealth or and and things like that it it doesn't it doesn't measure in terms of money i think it all comes from the heart so that was a really beautiful message cigar uh thank you for thank you so much for talking to me today and i hope that we can get you back on the podcast i i think this is a good setup so uh have a great day then thank you everyone so have a good day what a beautiful way to end this podcast special thanks to cigar for telling his interesting story and adam for being an amazing interviewer this podcast has been edited by Artie and myself, Thomas, promoted by Festus and his team, and sponsored by Wageningen University and Research. 
Thank you for listening and tune in next week to hear a story from a different continent. You can't build peace on empty stomachs. Let's bring one and one together. I watch the world from your point of view.